At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Sports Betting Network. Welcome into the Greg Peterson Experience right here on the Vegas Sets and Information Network. It's myself, Greg Peterson. If you were expecting me to say some other name, well, I don't know what to tell you, but we're going to have a lot of fun these next three hours. We've got some Pac-12 after dark going on right now. We saw a great day of baseball on Saturday as we've got now the final week of the regular season in Major League Baseball going to a fever pitch. And, oh yeah, there's that thing called the NFL that's going to be played on Sunday as well, so... We've got you covered on a little bit of everything over these next three hours. New show here on the Vegas Ads and Information Network. Debuted it last night. A little bit about myself. I've been here with VSIN ever since 2017. A proud UW Oshkosh alum, born and raised in the state of Wisconsin. So, I have a lot to talk about with the Badgers. That was a little bit of a calamity there. But with that said, if you are from the state of Wisconsin, you fully expected that, as I did personally, because I wanted to take Notre Dame on the money line. So, I was a little bit happy about that one. Bitter about the Badgers losing, but happy about being able to add some money to the bankroll. And you know what? That is all that matters when it comes to sports betting. And let's dive into it right now. As We've got some good games that are going down in Pac-12 after dark. As Got a couple conference games. As It didn't look like we would be getting Caden Slovis for the USC Trojans, but he's in there right now. As the Oregon State Beavers on the road in a... USC bunch that has been really scuffling this year. I think that's about as polite as I can put it. Clay Helton winds up getting pretty much relieved of his duties two weeks ago. It's Oregon State currently up 28-17 to on USC midway through the third quarter, and they are driving ball on the 20-yard line. This is a game in which, if you want to take a look at Oregon State, 
Well, you were able to get quite a few points for being able to take them as Oregon State wound up closing right around 10.5 point underdog. Actually opened a little bit bigger than that as well. So you were able to get some good value there. So you wound up taking the points with Oregon State. Right now you are in good shape as the total winds up closing anywhere between 63.5 and 64. This is one that wound up fluctuating throughout the week as you found it more in the low 60 and a half, 61 range at the beginning of the week. So this one is certainly going to be a sweat. And then the other team from the state of Oregon, the Ducks. They currently have a lead on Arizona by kind of 24 to 18. It has been trials and tribulations, to say the least, for the Wildcats. But they've come on given a spirited effort as about a 31-point underdog. You saw this close at 31 at Circa. A lot of other books in Vegas or around the 30-ish range as the Wildcats just wound up getting on the board with a touchdown. They boom through the extra points. So you've got 24 to 19 with 136 left in the third quarter. Oregon, we wound up seeing them a few weeks ago at home, having a little bit of a tough one against Fresno State. We're ultimately able to get the win, but Oregon State as the number three team in the country, not necessarily impressing right now. And we saw Oregon wind up getting that big ranking because of the win that they wound up pulling off over Ohio State a few weeks ago. So it's going to be interesting to see what the reaction is going to be to this. Going to be interesting to see if we can wind up getting a final in this one as we are going to be going to overtime. And this one wound up going over most totals. If you wound up getting in on like a very straight 48, maybe a 48 and a half, a little bit of a tough one here. But Cal and Washington, we are going to be entering into overtime with this one with these two teams tied at 24. And it's really been a rough year when it comes to some of these middle teams in the Pac-12 because I was expecting a little bit out of Washington. I had a lot of questions when it came to the offense. And, well, those were rightfully served because we wound up seeing Washington in week one wind up losing to Montana when you wind up losing to an FCS school and you're out there in the FBS. That is not necessarily what you want. And then from there, they wind up getting pulverized by Michigan. So certainly has been not what you wanted if you're a fan of the Huskies as they wind up entering into this one, one and two straight up. And for Cal, a team that has really been able to build their brand on defense, not necessarily a team that has been very good on offense under this current regime. It has been brutal for them. They wind up scoring just 17 points in their loss to Nevada. They wind up not being able to get the job done against TCU before playing within two touchdowns against Sacramento State. Sacramento State, that's another FCS school. So the Pac-12 certainly has had their ups and downs this year, Sands, Oregon. So we're going to be getting into that a little bit later as we take a look at college football mainly here in the first hour. But also got to take a look at BYU versus South Florida. BYU has looked very solid in the early goings of the season in general. They were able to get the nice win over Utah in their interstate rivalry two weeks ago. And it looks like they're on their way to another win. Now the question is, are they going to be able to cover the 23? 35 to 20 is right now the count in this one. Got about 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So it is a spot in which you're definitely wanting a touchdown if you're a backer of BYU for the Cougars. It really has been a little bit of everything going on for the team as at the quarter X spot, you've had a bunch of guys being able to get it on the act and get the passes in from Romney as he's been able to give you three touchdowns. Baylor Romney approaching 300 yards. And then Tyler Algier has been able to do a solid job on the ground. Pair of touchdowns for him. Meanwhile, for South Florida, certainly has been a rocky road for them the past few years, to say the least. So it's going to be fascinating to see what happens here because they wound up losing in week one to NC State, who was able to pull off a big win of their own by count of 45-0 to in week one. They haven't really been able to get out of neutral when it comes to their offense. And 
speaking of not being able to get out of neutral, it's this USC program as Oregon State has added another touchdown. 35 to 17. It is now USC currently in a big deficit. If you were hoping for the interim staff to show well and perhaps be able to earn the head coaching spot, well, I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that at this point, the biggest question mark that we have with USC going forward for the season is how is the coaching search going? Because you got to figure that they're going to be trying to go after a big name guy. The fact that Clay Elton was able to get as long as he did right around eight seasons, that is just deplorable to say the least. You're USC, you've got a big name brand, you're out there in Los Angeles. For the longest time, they were the only show in town. Now, it's not their fault that they've probably fallen back a little bit because you've got the LA Chargers, which if you ask people in LA, they probably don't know that they've got the Chargers. And then you've got the LA Rams, which a lot of people out there in LA, they know that they've got the Rams. So at the very least, they've got that going for them, but not really a good spot there. And you've got UCLA's right now, the best team out there in the city when it comes to college football. So that is certainly an unsightly situation. And I will say this for Oregon State. I still remember watching them during the 2019 season, what the grittier bunches that you're going to find. They come from Corvallis. They're very well coached, a team that typically likes to be able to run the ball and has done so very well in recent years. Last year was a little bit of a throwaway. COVID-19 wound up really marring their season. And if you're looking to get in live on this one, by the way, USC is getting 11.5 on the live line. You need to lay 11.5 at minus 120 juice if you want Oregon State at this point as they're up by kind of 35 to 17. But what I've been very impressed by when it comes to Oregon State is that they haven't necessarily thrown for a bunch of yards, but Chance Nolan. How about 15 of 17 for four touchdowns? He does have a pick to his name, but he certainly has been able to do a good job. Meanwhile, Caden Slovis has thrown an interception for USC as they look to be able to get a drive going. They're starting within their own territory, so this is not what you want to see here, and it's going to be a spot in which you just want to know who's really going to be able to contend with Oregon out there in the Pac-12 because you take a look at the Pac-12 right now, and Oregon is definitely that clear number one team after they were able to get that win over Ohio State. But then you've got a whole lot of men in between. You've got UCLA who wound up having that loss last week to Fresno State. They were able to get up off the mat. They were able to get a nice win against Stanford by kind of 35 to 24 for this week four. So you give them a little bit of credit there. I still have my question marks when it comes to this team, but they certainly are building something under Chip Kelly. And then you just take a look at the rest of the conference. Is Arizona State going to be able to pop, give you a little bit of something? Stanford was the bunch in which pretty much put Clay Hilton out of a job. They're one and one when it comes to conference play. And for a lot of these teams, they are playing just their first conference games as well. So it's going to be just a situation which you need to find out a little bit more of the Pac-12 because Oregon is at number one. You really don't have much outside of that. And for Oregon, they would really benefit from some of these teams being able to rise up as well. You want a clear look at some of the haves and the have-nots because with Oregon, right now, they don't have a single other ranked opponent in the conference with them. It's Oregon who's ranked at number three, and then really past that, you've got a bunch of teams that they're finding themselves outside the top 25, so that is a massive issue for them. It is also a massive issue if you wind up having the under in Washington versus Calais. This is a game that is currently in the first overtime, so we're going to keep you guys abreast of that. We're going to be taking a look at some of the results that we wound up seeing in college football as we go along as well as right now it is Washington who has now pushed it into the end zone. They're now up by a count of 30 to 24 on Cal PAT pending as it has been a rough go of it to begin the year for Washington through the year. But now you've got a pair of touchdowns for Dylan Morris. So that is a good sign for the Huskies and it's going to be a good sign 
in general if you can wind up getting one of these Pac-12 teams ranked for Oregon if you wind up taking an Oregon future on them to be able to win the national championship, make the college football playoff, what have you, as it's been just absolutely insane. And saw this pop up as watching the Oregon versus Arizona game on ESPN. 25 losses for the AP Top 25 through the first four weeks. That is the most we've seen in the modern era of college football. So it certainly has been a lot of brutality. I know that a lot of you guys, if you wound up backing, some of the favorites wound up having a little bit of a rough ride of it. And something that I've really been noticing when it comes to college football as well, and we've really seen it play out just throughout the early goings of the season, is that the home underdogs have been doing very well. We're going to be hitting on this a little bit later on. But when it comes to home underdogs, coming into today, they were 31-19-3 against the spread. You wound up seeing a couple outright winners today. Baylor is certainly one of them. We're going to be hitting on them a little bit later. But you take a look at how home underdogs have been faring against the spread now that we've got these results in. And they've been able to do quite well. 41-26-3 as of right now, obviously. We've got a couple of results that are pending. But that is a hit rate of about 61%. If you've just been taking underdogs against the spread at home as it looks like BYU is going to be lining up to try to be able to put some points up on the board against South Florida. So we're going to be keeping you guys up to date on Pac-12 after dark. We're going to be keeping you guys up to date also on BYU versus South Florida. But coming up next, we saw a lot of insane college football games. Going to give you a little bit of a recap of what we've all seen on this college football Saturday right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, 
and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Proud to announce that VSIN is now available 24-7 on the YouTube Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can always watch us 24-7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vsin.com to find all the ways to watch and listen to vsin, the Vegas Stats and Information Network, which, as you know, is the sports betting network. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. It is myself, Greg Peterson, coming at you. Big shout out to all the guys that make this possible. Wyatt Tomchek, Jason Kahn, along with our good buddy Nick. All three of you guys are doing a great job tonight. So appreciate all the hard work back there. And I do appreciate the fact that betting against USC is oh so easy. 35 to 17. Oregon State is taking it to USC. It's another USC turnover. The calamity continues for the Trojans. Please, someone get a coach into Los Angeles to help these guys out because this is not good, to say the least. And Oregon State, give them credit. This is a gritty bunch. I don't think that they're going to be finishing towards like the top three of the Pac-12 or anything like that, but certainly a team that you don't want to see on your schedule. They're going to run the ball well. They've been able to do it through the air as they've got a quadrant of touchdowns via the air. So you've been able to have a lot of that going on. But man, I mean, this is just bad for USC. If you're looking to take them live, you're getting 15 and a half points. Live total is now set at 72 and a half. This one closed more around, I would say, 63, 63 and a half with Oregon State being a double-digit underdog. So if you've just been taking money lines against USC at this point, well, you wound up coming home big on that Stanford one with Oregon State. They wound up closing as a relatively sizable one, obviously, with these money lines. They're going to vary book to book, but anywhere between about a plus 325, even as good as about a 360 was to be had out there. So... That has been very solid. Arizona State and Colorado, this is a game in which we have yet to update as Arizona State currently leads Colorado by a count of 28 to 10. This was a game in which Arizona State was a two-touchdown favorite, so right now they're covering that as we got a little bit of an interesting total here of 45. I think that there were a couple places that wound up having this get down to 44 and a half, so 
there is certainly a lot of intrigue if there is another touchdown that winds up being scored. So we've got a lot of that going on. And then it looks like you've got Washington kicking the PAT as they wound up scoring in overtime against Cal. It is now 31 to 24 in that one. So we will keep you abreast of all the Pac-12 after dark action. But got to take a look at what we wound up seeing today in college football. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Thus far this year, we have seen 25 teams ranked in the top 25 through four weeks lose outright. I mentioned the statistic about home underdogs in the last segment. They entered into this day having covered right around 62% of games. Home underdogs against the spread entered the day 30, 19, and 1. Well, that trend has just continued. Home underdogs against the spread thus far this year, obviously a couple games pending, 41, 26, and 3. So they're covering at a rate of 61.2%. Now, a lot of these games that were on a neutral field, like Wisconsin versus Notre Dame, they obviously don't get factored into this, but we've seen a lot of this go on. Baylor versus Iowa State is a game that we've got to hit on in a second, but I just remember seeing everyone and the steam came in this week being on this New Mexico versus UTEP game. UTEP winds up opening up a two-point favorite. They wind up closing a two-and-a-half-point underdog. And once you know it, the true line wound up being the UTEP Miners as they wind up being able to get that win by a count of 20 to 13. It's just so funny how it sometimes works in that you wound up having a New Mexico team that legitimately towards the end of last year in 2020 wound up closing things out very strongly. They were able to get a couple of nice wins out there in the Mountain West. I personally thought that UTEP was a little bit of a doormat. I was not expecting much out of them. They wind up being able to do a very solid job on defense. They were able to do a good job of being able to force a couple turnovers. So that was very beneficial. You wound up seeing Indiana as a road favorite be able to win but not cover against Western Kentucky 33-31. to And this is just an intriguing team to look at in Indiana because I do think that the middle of the Big Ten is very good. And I think that Indiana is going to go back to being what they have been prior to really that 2020 season. That's one of the worst teams out there in the Big Ten. You take a look at Michael Penix Jr. He was able to throw for 373 yards, but he had as many passing touchdowns as Greg Peterson. You can tell that he's just not as mobile as he was last year. He's been dealing with injury. And when it comes to Conference USA, some of these teams out there are no joke. I do think that UAB is going to be able to give you a little bit of something throughout the year. And Bailey Zappé, he winds up going 31 of 44, 365, three touchdowns. He looked very solid for this bunch. Western Kentucky, not a team that has necessarily been able to gather a lot on the ground, but they were certainly able to do a nice job. You saw a couple of ranked teams be able to do a great job of being able to get covers. But with that said, you saw a couple of those ranked teams go on the road and they had their struggles. We've got to talk about this one. Clemson versus NC State. Clemson was a program that with DJU, he was one of the top recruits coming from the state of California. I know that there were a lot of people from like USC, UCLA that were a little bit bitter that he didn't wind up going there. Maybe it's a good thing that he didn't wind up going to your school. 12 of 26, 111 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. This was one of the top front runners when it comes to the Heisman Trophy coming into the year, and he just hasn't performed very well. He's now got one touchdown to two interceptions on the campaign. It just has been a little bit of a calamity that was coming in today. He winds up having the big interception in this one as the team winds up losing in two overtimes. But, I mean, just one of these things of which you can tell that the aerial tech of Clemson has not been the same with him in there. And it's just a little bit befuddling because you wound up watching him last year as a freshman 
and it looked like he was going to be able to do some good things at the college football level. He wound up having that big game in which he throws for over 300 yards against Notre Dame, and I personally felt like when Clemson wound up losing to Notre Dame last year, it wasn't necessarily on DJU. Certainly, he would have had a little bit of a different result if Trevor Lawrence would have been out there, but you really couldn't pin that loss on him. Now that he has become the man, you can pin these losses a little bit more on him because his Clemson defense was not too bad against NC State when they wound up against Georgia. That was a 10-3 game. So the defense of Clemson isn't maybe the same as we've seen in past years. Not quite, but it's one of these things in which it certainly is far from terrible. You wound up seeing Devin Levi for NC State be able to throw for four touchdowns in this one, but a lot of that did wind up coming in the extra sections. They were able to do a good job of holding NC State to 2.9 yards per carry. But I do think that a big thing with Clemson as well is that what we don't talk about is Travis Etienne and the impact that he had on this offense. I think it's becoming paramount that when it comes to college football, you've really got to be taking into account the ground game as well. That has been so big with many of these teams that have been unable to get these wins in big spots like a Clemson, like in Iowa State as well. We've got to take a look at Iowa State and the fact that they wind up losing on the road to Baylor by a count of 31 to 29. If you listened to this fine show yesterday, I advise you to take the seven with Baylor, but it was certainly a situation which you had Brees Hall do a great job for this team. 27 carries, a buck 90. Here's the problem with Iowa State, though. I really thought that this was a program that was going to ascend in future years, and that's because starting as a freshman, being able to push, be pushed in there and do a solid job, that was Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, ever since he wound up playing as a freshman, you know what the Purdy stands for? Pretty darn average. 363 yards in this one, a touchdown, an interception. And for Baylor, it's not like this team did a great job through the air, but it's what they didn't do. They didn't turn the ball over. They were able to do a very solid job of being able to force turnovers of their own. You did have Bohannon wind up having a fumble loss in this one, but with Iowa State, they wound up having that bad interception from Brock Purdy that wound up hurting them in this one as well. And when it comes to Baylor, I think that they're going to be a little bit of a sneaky team. I don't think that you're necessarily going to have this team be like towards the top of the Big 12 or anything like that, but I fully expect them to be ranked come this time next week. So we're going to be keeping our eye certainly on them. Got to keep our eye on this as well as it looks like BYU unlikely to be able to cover the right around 22 to 23 points that they were laying. It is now South Florida trailing BYU by kind of 35 to 27. You've got 540 and change left in this one as for South Florida, they were able to punch this one in with a Jerry Magum touchdown. He's now got two of them on the night. So the South Florida Bulls have been able to get a little bit of something going on the ground for a BYU team that they're ranked in the top 25. They were able to have a nice win a couple weeks ago against Utah, but certainly a bunch of without Zach Wilson. They're a little bit of a new look team, though. I do give them some credit. Their game has been pretty solid for this team. Baylor Romney has been able to come in and do a great job. He's got 299 passing yards in this one as Baylor or BYU is going to be looking to try to close this one out. Going to be interesting to see if he gets another attempt to be able to pass it to be able to try to get to that 300 yard mark. Also out there when it comes to Pac-12 after dark, Noah Sewell, who has got 14 tackles tonight for Oregon. He is currently down on the turf. That is not what you want to see if you're an Oregon backer. Well, if you're an Oregon backer and you want to playing the 30 or so points, you're certainly not in good shape. This wound up closing out a lot of books at 30. I know here at Circuit, it wound up closing at 31, so it all depends on the number, but depending on your number, you're certainly not going to be getting there. 27 to 19 is right now the count 
We are in the early goings of the fourth quarter with Oregon's defense out there on the on the field. So we're going to be keeping our eyes on that. We do have a couple other Pac-12 games that are going to be going on, but we've got to talk a little bit more about the Big Ten. We wound up seeing some very interesting action, and one Big Ten team has not necessarily looked so good in the early goings, and it just so happens to be my home state. So we're going to be talking about that next right here on VEASAN, the sports betting network here on the new show, The Greg Peterson Experience. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bets emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every single game, plus access to VSIN.com's data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for just $22 a month by signing up now at vcin.com slash subscribe as we are back here in the lovely circus sportsbook and it is a great saturday as it is myself greg Oops Peterson here on the greg peterson experience if at some point we wind up having a different host it's going to sound a little bit funny but with that said this sounds really funny as well usc is getting trounced by oregon state and it's out there on the gridiron it's not even on basketball or anything like that it's on the gridiron it is now oregon state 42 to 17 the live line for usc has just went up and up and up when i came on the show it wound up being right around 10 and a half to 11 and a half on the last drive it was 15 and a half now if you're looking at usc gotta think that this is north of 17 and a half pretty much at whatever book that you're looking at and well there's no point in which i would be wanting to entertain a live bet on usc at this point they just look completely lost in the wilderness the only question is who's going to be the new coach at USC because that's what you've got to be concerned about the fact that Clay Helton was left out there as long as he was absolutely ridiculous and you're seeing it right now 18 and a half is the live line on this one total of 73 and a half this is a closing total that does have a little bit of intrigue as it wound up closing between 63 and a half and 64 it is currently 42 to 17 we're in the early goings of the fourth quarter so certainly a lot to be had there if you want to taking the over or the under hopefully if you want to taking the over you want to betting it early as this is one that Wound up opening more towards 60 and a half, 61, depending on where you got it. And then it wound up getting steamed up towards the back half of the week. And then this one is one in which it, the total has gotten there on the over. Arizona State and Colorado have scored a couple points here in the fourth quarter. And you've now got Arizona State leading by a count of 35 to 13. So unless we have some shenanigans here, we should be seeing Arizona State be able to cover this line. And the total was anywhere between 44 and a half and 45 and a half. And this one has now went over. So Arizona State looks like they're on their way to being able to get a win. The cover's still a little bit in doubt, but right now in pretty darn good shape as you've got 347 left in that one. This one has one final, the overtime game that we're seeing with Washington and Cal. Washington pulls it out. You were laying seven in the hook in this one. If you wound up taking it early, you were laying more like even as high as a nine in this spot with Washington, but they get the win 31 to 24. Closing total of 47 to 47 and a half winds up going over. So it covers all numbers on that one. And what we are all see what we are also seeing is a lot of FBS versus FCS games as well. A lot of these wound up going final a little bit earlier in the day, but Rice unable to get the cover against Texas Southern. 
48 to 34. That one won final quite a bit ago as Rice was laying anywhere between 36 and a half and 37 points. Clearly has not necessarily been the best of years to be able to back the Rice Owls. And it certainly was not the best of weeks to back the Big Ten if you wound up doing so. The marquee loss that the Big Ten wound up taking, in my opinion, well, I might be a little bit biased because I'm from the state of Wisconsin. I've got quite a few family members that graduated from the great University of University of Wisconsin-Madison. I told them all, do not bet on the Wisconsin Badgers because they will do nothing but disappoint. And lo and behold, they disappointed as if you want to take in right around plus $2 on the Notre Dame money line, you are very happy as it was actually very close going into the fourth quarter. Wisconsin had a slim lead throughout much of this one, and then the floodgates just opened up. You wind up having Graham Mertz have an absolutely terrible go of it. Notre Dame, 41-13. to 13. And by the way, if you had the under in this one, thoughts and prayers to us. This one wound up closing right around 43 and a half. Some spots more like a 44. I think that you could have gotten as good as a 45 throughout the week. But regardless, no matter what good number you wound up taking, it did not wind up getting there as Mertz just wound up not being able to take care of the ball, completed fewer than 50% of his passes. And this is bad news for the Big Ten because the Big Ten has just not looked solid in general. The Ohio State University wound up having their loss to Oregon a few weeks ago. Now, I will say, a team like a Maryland has been a very good surprise for the Big Ten. And Michigan being able to do what they wound up doing against Washington a few weeks ago, that was very solid. And you do have another team that is ranked in the top five and probably should remain there. If you wound up laying the points with Iowa, it certainly didn't get there on that front end. This one was a little bit closer than it needed to be. Colorado State was up by kind of 14-7 to 7 at recess. And then Iowa was just able to do a tremendous job on defense. That is what Iowa does, ladies and gentlemen. They run the ball. They play solid defense. They typically have a pretty efficient passer. And that was the case in this one as Spencer Petraeus winds up going 15-23. Did have an interception in this one, but was able to throw for a pair of touchdowns. And Tyler Goodson was able to give you 57 yards on the ground. And for Iowa, just a team that they do a lot of the little things well. They don't necessarily blow you away. So laying some of the big numbers like you wound up having in this one with Iowa State in a lot of spots laying between 23 and a half, maybe even a couple 24s out there. Just not necessarily a situation that you want, but for Iowa, they were able to do a good job of being able to just pull this one out in the second half. Total winds up going under with the total being anywhere between 43 and a half and 44. You'll always notice in the Big Ten, you've got quite a few, we shall say, smaller totals and Typically, the under has been relatively solid out there in the Big Ten. We've been seeing that a lot throughout the year. Even a team like a Michigan, they're going to be an interesting case study for this year. I know that a lot of people, myself included, were very sour on Michigan coming into the year. They get the win, but they do not get the cover against Greg Schiano and company by kind of 20 to 13. And how about if we actually give a little bit of credit here to the Rutgers Scarlet Knights? Whenever Greg Schiano has been at the helm, it's the only time in which his program has experienced any other success. I mean, for Rutgers, I think that you could bring in Nick Saban. I don't know if they would have as much success as Greg Schiano now. I say that very jokingly, but I mean, every other person in the history of Rutgers football that has come in has had no success other than Greg Schiano. And they were actually able to do a good job of being able to take care of the ball. No Verdell in this one didn't necessarily complete a bunch of his passes, but he didn't throw any interceptions. And we know that with Michigan, this is not a team that with Cade McNamara is going to be throwing the ball very much, but they were able to rack up 112 yards on the ground. They did a good job of just being able to pummel this Rutgers team, not allow them to be able to get in the end zone. So he saw a win for Michigan that is going to be certainly hanging their head on defense, to say the least, this year. And the team that I've been mentioning a little bit on the show the last few weeks, 
that would be Maryland. And they wind up getting a nice win. They were able to get the cover as well with Tuila Tegevailoa being able to have another nice game. Winds up throwing for 354 against the Coldland Flashes of Kent State, 37 to 16. And all of a sudden, this is a Maryland bunch. And if you've been betting on them, it's been going very solidly for this for this team as they wound up closing right around about a 13-inch point favorite. But they had that nice win week one against West Virginia. That were bison game well. If they didn't wind up winning against Howard, that's just a big giant what you may do there. But when they wound up going against Illinois, they certainly did wind up having a very, shall we say, battle on their hands. But they were able to do a good job clawing their way back from being down seven points in the fourth quarter. I think that this is a Maryland team that is going to be able to do some good things throughout the year. They are now 4-0. They haven't necessarily played the world's greatest competition, but West Virginia, I will say they're not necessarily too much of a pushover either. So you've got both sides of the coin there. I do think that this is a Maryland bunch that you might want to take a look at moving forward, especially if in some of these Big Ten games, they're catching like north of a touchdown. They could be able to provide you a little bit of sneaky value as taking the points when it comes to Big Ten games typically is what you want to see. And you wind up seeing one of the bigger upsets that we've seen in college football over the last decade or so happen in Minnesota. How about Bowling Green taking down Minnesota by kind of 14 to 10? I wasn't necessarily too bullish on Minnesota. But that said, I didn't think that they would lose to a Bowling Green team that, to use a professional term here, has been very poopy in the last couple of years. So you wound up having that go down with Bowling Green. They just did a great job of just being able to hold down Minnesota in general. Tanner Morgan, 5 of 13, 59 yards and two interceptions. He literally would have had a better passer rating had he just thrown it to the sidelines on every single play. I mean, this was just an absolute travesty for Minnesota. Now, this is a team that they always try to be able to control the game on the ground. You did wind up having Trace and Potts be able to give you 141 yards on the ground, but he was unable to push the ball into the end zone. And for Bowling Green, this was a bunch in which they did just enough to be able to get it done. This despite the fact that on the ground, they wind up having 25 carries for 22 yards as a collective. Obviously, sacks wind up factoring into that as well, but not what you want if you're the Big Ten on this week. And I was actually a little bit bullish. On the middle of the Big Ten, you did wind up seeing Purdue be able to get a win. But once again, no cover against the underdog of Illinois. That was a game in which I don't think Purdue wound up scoring as many points as they wound up closing at on the spread. 13-9 was the final in this one as the Boilermakers of Purdue just wound up getting absolutely nothing going for Illinois. They haven't necessarily been able to get a whole heck of a lot going themselves. Purdue winds up closing as right around a 10.5 point favorite in a lot of spots. So that wasn't necessarily the world's greatest look there, but they were able to survive in advance. I just am going to be so intrigued to see what we wind up getting out of Northwestern, though, because with Northwestern, it always feels like that team that year after year, whenever they're playing at home, they are one of the toughest outs that you're going to find. We remember seeing them in the Big Ten title game a few years ago against Ohio State. They were just a big, giant thorn in the side of them. So it's going to be intriguing to watch them moving forward as they wind up getting a 35-6 to win. So the Big Ten certainly had an interesting day of college football. And what else is very fascinating? We've seen a little bit of scoring here in Pac-12 after dark. So I'm going to get you guys all refreshed on that when we come back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you the insights as to where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match up with the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way that vcin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every single game at vcin.com as we are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. It is myself, Greg Oops Peterson. The first time I wind up calling myself anything other than Greg or Greg Hoops Peterson or something of that liking. Well, you know that things have certainly gone off the rails and things are certainly on the rails when it comes to Arizona being able to get the cover. But it seems like we've got Oregon trying to make this as convincing of a win as humanly possible. We've got a pick six with the Ducks. It is now 41-19 to as we got 7-4 left here in the fourth quarter. Now, Oregon is going to need to get another pretty much two scores, a touchdown and a field goal if they're going to be looking to cover this one as Oregon winds up covering, winds up closing as between about a 30 to a 31-point favorite. So this is certainly one in which you've got quite a hill to climb if you're a Oregon backer. But 
Certainly, they've been able to show quite a bit of fight here in the fourth quarter for Arizona. Give them credit. They were able to hang in there for right around three quarters. It's just they're a little bit outgunned. They've got a new coaching regime in there, so that is certainly something that is not helping them. What is not helping USC is the fact that they're just completely darn overrated as they are currently trailing Oregon State by a count of 42-24. to 24. They have just come up with a turnover, and this was even worse a few minutes ago, which that is very hard to believe. You were able to get USC on the live line about like five or so minutes ago, right around 18 and a half points. So if you want to take it that, you're actually in halfway decent shape. If you've taken pretty much anything else here tonight with USC, it is not looking good. And this is a total that has gone over. The total was set anywhere between 63 and 64. We've now got 66 total points in this one. So that has been decided. Now all that is left is whether or not Oregon State is going to be able to cash on those big money lines of north of $3. So we're certainly going to be taking our Look at that as the night goes along. That game is right around 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So Trojans certainly looking like they're going to be in for a very long season. And it's been a very long season if you've been betting overs out there in college football as well. Another big takeaway that I wound up having from this college football Saturday. I mean, once again, home underdogs just continue to hit like wildfire. They wind up going 10-7 and seven overall on Saturday. And overall for the year, they're in right around 61%. But unders wound up having a nice run of it. We all remember week zero slash week one. The unders were coming through just left, right, and sideways. Over 60% of games wound up going under. Well, here on this college football Saturday, now you've got a couple games that are pending. So this is going to change a little bit. But as of the games that have gone final, 34 unders, 23 overs. I believe you've got a push or two in there as well. But by my count, you've got right around 60% of games going under the total once again. We've really been noticing it when it comes to college football. It does feel like a lot of these offenses are being a little bit rattled by crowds being back in. I think we're going to see this across all sports because as we remember, there were a lot of NFL games that just wound up going over, over, over at the beginning part of the season. We remember it with the NBA as well. In those games that were played in the bubble, you wound up seeing teams just go off and bookmakers do a great job. They do a nice job of adjusting. You notice that after week zero slash week one of college football, the totals were adjusted a little bit. You then from there wound up seeing a bunch of overs. So it's always one of those things when you wind up seeing the totals wind up getting shaded up or down. You probably want to be taking a look at the opposite. Take a look at what wound up happening the last week and do a little bit of the opposite for lack of a better term because that seems to have always done something that is very solid. Now, you don't want to be going out there and being like, oh, 60% of games went under last Saturday. That means that we're just going to take the entire board and go over. Always do this on a game-by-game -game basis. Always do your analysis. Take a look at the matchups. Don't just wind up blindly firing, but always keep that in mind and just shade your totals accordingly because as it goes week by week, you certainly want to be giving a little bit more kudos to something like a Georgia offense that winds up scoring 62 points on Vanderbilt. Now, Vanderbilt, as we know, well, they are... The Harvard of the SEC in that they are very smart, but at the same time, when it comes to their football ability, they're more like the Central Connecticut State of that conference as well. So you've got just not a lot going on there, but certainly Georgia looked very solid. But at the same time, you don't wind up going from having a power ranking of Georgia as, let's say that your top team is Alabama, and they're like, we'll call it a 45 because you wind up going in incremental terms. And maybe you have Georgia as like a, 42, for example. I'm just spitballing numbers here. So you've got a three-point difference there. You don't all of a sudden wind up having Georgia 
leapfrog in front of Alabama because of a win over Vanderbilt. But at the same time, you certainly keep it into perspective as Georgia, by the way, they wound up going over the total all by themselves today. So you give them a lot of credit for what they were able to do to the Commodores. But it is something that we always do want to be keeping note of. And it's something that I do in the NFL as well. I'm going to be getting you guys up to date on that because when it hits midnight Pacific, it goes all football heavy on this show. And also what I'm going to be doing in the second hour, I if you guys wound up listening to the show yesterday, I did something where I just wound up doing a little bit of a look at the futures as to what some of you guys' favorite teams are, what some of you guys wind up rooting for. And I just wind up doing pretty much a futures by deduction. You wind up having a couple teams out there. I took the scope of Twitter, gauge some of your favorite teams, and I'm going to be telling you where there is slash is not value on the futures board because I know that many of you guys, you have your favorite teams. I'm going to be telling you guys, hey, there might be a little bit of value here, and sometimes there just flat out isn't any value, and that's the thing with futures is because you've got so many different options. You've got so many teams on the betting board. Well, you're not always going to find value on like 15 teams on the college basketball betting board preseason or anything like that. So we're going to be taking a look at where the value is there. But certainly there was a lot of value when it comes to home underdogs in college football, something that I just have been harping on so much. You would have hit at right around a 61% clip if you've just been blindly taking home underdogs throughout this college football season so far. But something else that you've got to take note of is that the SEC is just going to be absolutely brutal. I want to mention the fact that Georgia wound up absolutely housing Vanderbilt. You wound up seeing Alabama completely house Southern Miss. These are clearly the top two teams, in my opinion, out there in the SEC. But when it comes to the SEC as well, how about the emergence of Arkansas? They were able to take down Texas A&M by kind of 16-7. They were able to get a nice win there. And when it comes to this Arkansas team, I think that they are going to be very intriguing because we remember they were one of the doormats of the conference as little as about two years ago. So it certainly was a case in which you didn't know how long the rebuild was going to be with Arkansas. And for Arkansas, this is a bunch that they wanted completing only about 50% of their passes, but they were getting a yards per completion rate of about 30 yards. And then for Texas A&M, this is a team that was spiller behind the, behind the quarterback was able to give you 12 carries for 95 yards. So he certainly was able to go off, have some big carries for Texas A&M, but with the Aggies, it certainly is going to be a case of the quarterback situation and being able to get everyone fully healthy on the scene because they were playing quite short-handed in this one. That, no question, I feel like had a big, I guess you call it factoid on this one, but when it comes to Texas A&M, I just don't know if I can fully buy into Jimbo Fisher ever taking this team above where they are right now. That is being like a top 15, top 10 team, being relatively solid, but you just aren't able to get the guys that Georgia and Alabama is. The question with Arkansas is if they're ever going to be able to get back to that point, but KG Jefferson, he's certainly doing his best to be able to do so. Like I said, you wound up only completing like less than 50% of his passes, 7 of 15, but 212 yards through the air, so it was a big strike offense. And when it came to Arkansas, the ball did wind up bouncing their way a little bit. They did wind up having two cup fumbles, but they did not wind up losing any of those fumbles, which was very big for them. Monterey Brown, his interception, very key for Arkansas in this one. And what else is very key when it comes to college football in general is just trying to gauge some of these matchups where you might be able to find some value with the points. I'm personally someone that I always like to gravitate a little bit more towards underdogs personally. You always, in the first couple weeks of the season, get these hilarious FBS versus FCS schools. You wind up having clear buy games in which these teams are like 
catching 40 some odd points. You wind up getting some spots, in my opinion, that become some of the best betting spots on the board. You wound up seeing a team that wound up losing to a D2 school earlier in the year, Central Connecticut State, play against Miami, and you wound up having Miami win by, insert your giggles here, 69 to nothing against Central Connecticut State. They wound up closing at about a 46-point favorite, and I didn't think it was enough, and it clearly was not, but it is one of these cases in which you do wind up having these harebrained sides and totals, and I do think that it prevents it presents a lot of value in a lot of cases on the underdog, clearly with Central Connecticut State, a team that lost to Southern Connecticut earlier in the year. That's not something that you want to be taking, but we wound up seeing with Texas Southern. They were able to get the cover against Rice, who was laying between 36 and 37 points. That was a 48-34 to 34 final. You wound up seeing Charleston Southern be able to cover north of three touchdowns. That was a three-point game. Virginia Tech had a tough time with Richmond. Penn State was unable to get the cover against Villanova. So that's always something that you want to keep in mind, even though some of these games are a little bit lesser, even though it's certainly not going to be one that you wind up putting on your bookmark as a game of the century sort of game or anything like that. There's money to be made, and that's what it's all about. And there's a lot of money still be, to be made on the baseball diamond. So we're going to take a look back at everything that we wound up seeing on Saturday and rolling it forward to Sunday right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.